Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week with the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and Rob, the, the old guy. guy. The old guy is here. From the world yeah, famous Rob Charney show. And, and Ryan is still nursing some sort of a headache, migraine, <laughs> coming off of some substance. Hopefully he, he doesn't need his own services. He might. Yeah, that would be good. Going to be pickup and delivery for himself. Uh, that would, now, if he could do that. He totally would. He could get a lot of money, and he totally would. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so the bad news of the week, oh, no. the month, the year. Oh, no. Betty bad White news. finally bad kicked decade. the bucket. Oh, yeah. And if there's anything funny about Betty White kicking the bucket, which, by the way, there's not, it's the first time I've ever seen a celebrity dying of old age. They well, actually, she, and not only that, somebody who is almost a three weeks short, short of being a hundred, and everybody's so sad, yeah. wanting her to live another hundred years. It was, it was amazing though, because every Hollywood. every celebrity, everybody who dies, <laughs> they always say, "Oh, it was heart failure, it was cancer, it was diabetes, it was old it was, age." And then they they said on her, "It's like I'm assuming because she's so beloved." If they said whatever actually caused it, yeah, um, you know, I just I was like, yeah. "Hey, finally, someone who just died of." Died of old age. By the way, I guess that Betty White special is going to be rebranded and still come out because she was, you know, let's be honest, she was a legendary TV figure. Yeah. And there's still stuff that she's already done that actually hasn't been aired yet. So we'll still get to see some new material. The other person. Yeah. yeah the other person who passed away for those football fans out there, John Madden also passed away. Here. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of dwarfed by Betty White passing. Yeah, a combination. I mean, if you watched any football games here recently, it was uh, they did a number of uh, homages to him and his life and things. And so for the wow. legendary Raiders coach and just an incredible TV personality in the football world, probably learned more about football by watching Do John Madden than anything else. Not only that, many uh, athletes have said they probably learned more about football by watching John Madden, other than just uh, you know, or playing his playing the Madden football, which I never did, but I hear that's uh, you can learn a lot from playing that game. And as I well. think I, the first Madden football I came, one. I think came up for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, it was it, the first one that I think I yeah. remember. Yeah, it's been out for a while, but it was different. Lots of generations, and apparently, just even I guess within the last couple of years, he did some more updates to Madden football. Well, I mean, and, if, you, uh, if you think about it, it's from the if it's from the Sega Genesis, that's so. There's been one, there's three, four, five generations of consoles. It's been on. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's pretty amazing. So he was uh, breaking ground, new ground with that as well, and teaching a lot about football. If if you want, yeah, to that's what I used to play it on with the Genesis. I never really played it on any other console. Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just never really. I mean, I played them on those, and I liked it. But after that, I was kind of like, me. I'm over it. I'm, well, it's I'm probably a... better now than way back then, anyway. And also, you've got to be a pretty big football nerd, I think, to to really want to be involved with it. Yeah, I'm not a giant football yeah. fan. So I did find out something <laughs> interesting. Uh, David Bowie's estate sells his entire body of work in massive publishing deal for uh, roughly worth Who more than. David Bowie, you know, the, oh, Bowie. the Bowie. what they call him, the white Duke himself, right. or skinny Duke, something like that. <laughs> they, he sold they, the, somebody sold his catalog for more than $250 million. And Mike, did we do this? We did this story about <laughs> that. No, this has been other people. Neil Young did it. 
Um, a couple of members of um, did, Neil Young did what? Sold his publishing oh. his publishing rights. I'm talking about Bowie, but no. This is because yeah. this is recently. Now, if they sell the publishing rights, does this mean he they're signing over his writing credit, or just the right, or just master recordings, or I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's the the copyright to the songs. So <clears throat> either that's what I was saying. Yeah. So that means either played music, recorded music, other people playing his music, whatever it may be, they have a right to it all. But he still retains his, so I'm assuming that that means his estate still gets writer's credit then, right? Or that signing over that too, because that's what I'm kind of curious credit, about. Credit, he'll always get credit for the songs he's written. Well, I mean, Is that you, what you mean? Yeah, like for example, uh, you get you get points. You actually get money um, because you're the writer of a song. You get you get when a song's played or... Well, you get a royalty off of it, but yeah. that's... Would that be signing over yeah, all future be, royalties? Yeah, that would be signing everything. Because so. I, I know Neil Young did it and... Um, Oh, well, the Beatles uh, did it decades ago. And one of your favorite bands did it, the, the people you got to party with. Fleetwood Mac, a couple of members <laughs> of them did it. Yes, one of my very favorite bands of all time, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, he got, he got, he got to party of it, uh, and, you know, there were I hookers did. and blow involved. I got to, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe no. that was just Fleetwood Mac. No, that was, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> apparently, Twitter is freaking out about the return of Taco Bell's Mexican pizza, which is... Not Mexican and not pizza. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Why would they do that? Because apparently there were a bunch of people pissed that the Chalupa stayed and the Mexican pizza didn't. Oh. Well, you know, the other thing, and this was, you know, this was who? This is Taco Bell? Taco Bell. They made a pizza. The Mexican pizza, like, my sister used to get it when I was I, a kid. And I, I think always, I knew of it. I don't think I've ever had one. I, I never understood the point of it. They're good, actually. Um, <laughs> I hear people that I, love everything from Taco Bell. Yeah, you know, the the Mexican pizza actually um, hasn't actually gone away. Mm. I don't know why it's there that, you know, it's coming back because, or being gone or whatever. It's been around at, on their menu forever. It, at multiple Taco Bells that I've been to, I haven't seen a Taco Bell that doesn't have it recently. Oh, well, maybe. So, I don't know. I, I completely <laughs> forgot about it. And I was talking, I was hanging out with a friend of mine in Southern California that I hadn't seen in a long time. And she ordered it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they had that. So when I got it again, and it's not too bad, actually. It's still pretty good, but it's one of their better things on the menu. The, the only problem with Taco Bell is it goes through, goes through most people like a laser beam. <laughs> well, you know, that's no different than my favorite, which was uh, Jack in the Box's tacos. Yes, I love their redneck tacos. Their tacos were great, and what a sad thing to say for Jack in the Box. Of course, I don't eat unhealthy like that anymore, but at the time, they were fantastic. And they went away, and everybody got mad, and they brought them back. Smaller. Mm, yeah, I think they're bringing back no, their jumbo. The yeah. I would I would still eat them, but considering I have to eat clean um and it's not for personal religious reasons. I got yelled at by a doctor. Um, Happens when you get old. Yeah, it's a bitch. <laughs> um, here's something that I found interesting that I don't know if James will find as interesting as the old guy. And this is from uh, Interesting Engineering. I think it's interestingengineering.com. Forgive me if I got that wrong. <laughs> a reporter is under investigation for using the view source function on a website. 
They what? say no good deed goes, unpu- oh, goes unpublished. This is a story that illustrates just that. A journalist who accidentally came across the source HTML of a Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education website is now looking at charges of computer tampering, according to the Missouri Governor Mike Parsons, reported by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. This all began when the reporter looked at the view source menu item that lets you see HTML code of a website. By the way, this has been since... Um, all the browsers have the ability to do that. So I, Yeah, I mean, I think even Mosaic, which is the first browser, had that mm. functionality built in. <clears throat> uh, they let you see HTML code of the website. On a web application, allowed allowed the public to look up teacher certification credentials and discover that the source code contained the social security numbers of educators. Being a diligent and respectful citizen... They then proceeded to inform the state about the dangerous vulnerability. Once the private numbers were removed from the website, they wrote an expose on the incident. This led to Governor Parsons announcing a criminal investigation into the reporter and the Post-Dispatch. Yeah, all right. Which... They're overreaching. Well, I mean, for one, reporters, you have a a, a lot of uh, rights as a reporter. And I, I think this would be a constitutional violation and his and his or her yeah. rights. Report. It won't go anywhere. That, that, that governor is full of crap. But that's amazing, though. And Whoever here's that may be. here's uh, here's listen to this. If somebody picks the locks on your house for whatever reason, it's not a good lock. It's a cheap lock or whatever your problem might have. They do not have the right to go into your house and take anything that belongs to you. Parsons said and an arguable arguably misguided statement. By the way, <laughs> this is a guy that doesn't know how the tubes work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that's pretty bad so now i'm curious why their social security numbers are posted on the view source. it's that's my issue that's not the teacher's fault and that's not the reporter's fault for it, those being there and the <clears throat> teachers need to sue the the state for infringing upon their personal information by having those anywhere on that website so yeah. my, I, by the way, I don't really know how websites work anymore. I used to do it I do. years ago. My assumption is that the database <laughs> issue within the website could be, um, could yep. be still that they shouldn't be interconnected. It, it oh, should no. not be. Well, this is the, the, should the, be sandboxed. The other thing available. is, how many people knew about this but didn't say it? Yeah, well, there, there's the other thing. I mean, because that's the number one. The various things could have easily been done to all those poor teachers with their social security numbers out there for everybody to pick on i mean by the way if you're a hacker right just like hitting view source is kind of like okay let's see what happens it's, that's that's kitty stuff that's yeah you know there's yeah. that's that's look and see what we can yeah, do yeah i mean come on that's hell ridiculous. if you black job if you block the javascript on most websites with pop-ups that require logins you actually bypass that login so you can read the news story hmm. sometimes <laughs> yeah they're gotten better at it now not by much <laughs> <laughs> um but th- th- that reminds me, when I worked for Hollywood Video, Sherman set the Wayback Machine. Um, so back in the day, that's actually how you logged in. That's how you clocked in to Hollywood Video back in the day is by entering your uh, social security number. And, um, and amazingly, <laughs> I never thought about it at the time, anybody in the public could see it. Because, you know, up front, Hollywood Video had these yeah. computer screens. <clears throat> there was on the one I worked for, there were six computers total or eight computers total, four on one side, four on the other. And anybody could actually see the screens. So if you were lucky, you could actually see all the employees' <coughs> social security numbers. Yeah. That's so, kind of creepy. Yeah, a lot yeah. less sensitive now than it was back then. But, yes, it's not a good thing. So that that surprised me, though, just by view not source. Good. Yeah. And good. the overreach by the government, instead of saying whatever contractor wrote <coughs> it, saying, hey, um, 
you 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 fucked up big time, yeah. and you're going to pay for life lock, security alert. I think we'll hear alert. more more of the story as as time goes on. So I came across something. I I have not even looked at this yet. Real quick, it says the 20 best bad movies of all times. So wait, hold on, uh, Melanie, you got to listen to this because I know you love Rob's listicle. <laughs> oh, I've got. There's two other listicles behind besides this one. So let's go through this real quick. Let's see where this really go- that's, goes. Let's not give that, that, that poor woman too much excitement. <laughs> so, well, I've got one for her. I got a real one, a good one for her today. But anyway, so the, the 20 best bad movies. So they start, looks like 1936 with Reefer Madness. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the school's ever ta- showed you that, that I've, one. But I've seen it. I actually saw it yeah. With, in well, school. You, the school, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. I saw it outside of school. And um, by the way, y'all stoners need to watch it. It's <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's hilarious. So there's uh, 1959, Plan 9 from <laughs> Outer Space. Isn't I, isn't that, who was the director on that? I have no idea. Uh, it, it's got me. But. Didn't they make a movie about that guy? <laughs> Uh, maybe so. Santa Claus, this 1964. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. I've mean, never even heard of that one. Um, I haven't heard of that one either. 1966. Manos, the hands of fate. <gasps> Ed Wood, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Is oh, Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. Oh, I, yeah. Not you mention that. Uh, 1975, the giant spider invasion. Uh, <laughs> I love monster movies, and I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I know. Here's one, though, we've all heard of. 1981, Mommy Dearest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it. but I've It's more it. of a docudrama than a movie. Anyway. Uh, 1986, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> 1986, Howard the Duck. That movie was amazingly perverted. That movie's creepy as hell. My my favorite scene there's there's two favorite scenes in that movie is is one when she opens the wallet and she sees a condom. Yeah. And by the way, this is a movie that was quasi for children. It was for death yeah, for children. Oh. I mean Howard the Duck. Okay, nineteen eighty seven, Masters of the Universe. Oh God. I, I remember when I was when my parents took me to the theater on that one and I loved it as a kid. I still like it, but yeah. holy shit balls, that, that film ages like milk. Oh. By the way, still fun. Still fun. How about nineteen eighty seven? Ishtar. Ishtar. Oh, Ishtar. Yeah, I is forgot that, about that. Yeah. Is it live action? Yeah, no, it's uh with Dustin Dustin Hoffman and somebody else. I don't know, but anyway. All right, let's keep moving. We'll move this one along. Nineteen eighty eight, Mac and Me. Oh yes, it oh, came out, came around the same time as ET. Ah uh, yes, that's kind of why Mac looked like ET in a way, huh? If 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 ET Mac had me it it looked, it looked yeah. like ET had a couple extra chromosomes. Something. It was yeah, it was, it was an off brand ET. Nineteen eighty nine. Now here's one I'm not sure I agree with. Roadhouse. Now it wasn't the Ooh. best movie, but it was seen it a few times which means it couldn't have been the worst so it's 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 a cult classic as in it's a traditional 80s kick-ass yeah, movie that yeah. has no rhyme or reason and you have patrick swayze and sam elliott yep. and sam elliott so it was yeah. the fir- it was the first role that i remember seeing patrick swayze and that both the men and women would go oh, <sighs> for yeah. different reasons also one of my all-time favorite wrestlers is in that movie by the way um, terry funk terry funk the yeah. funk earth himself yeah 1990, Troll 2. Is oh, cool, yeah. cool World's got to be on this list of bad movies. Well, let's see. Well, we're we're going to keep, because we're learning this all together here, 1993. So, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Oh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little uh, bit of tidbit. The two tidbit? stars, tidbit. 
the two stars um, yeah. got fairly hammered on a regular basis, apparently, because that movie was so bad during uh-huh. production. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure Cool World was already, what year are you at, 93? Well, right now we're in 93, yeah. And so... Yeah, so if they're going by a year, Cool World should already have Should happen. be right there. I don't know, maybe. Let's see what the next one is. No, 1995. <laughs> and this one was pretty bad. Showgirls. I don't know. And I, I re- yeah, what was the girl's so name that did it? Elizabeth she, was it Elizabeth Banks? Uh, she no. liked she liked no, no, uh, Berkeley, Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley. She just lost Berkeley. her. That she, was that was supposed to widen her career, yeah, her horizon. It widened something, but it wasn't her career. And <laughs> right? It was terrible, terrible, terrible. I've I've always wanted to see it, but I could never get past the title. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, this looks awful. I don't know. Okay, nineteen ninety eight. Spice World. That's the movie with the Spice Girls, which was not for Yeah, I never saw it. So no, I've, so I've <clears throat> seen it a, a couple of times. It's, by the way, this couple is... A couple of times? Yeah. Wow. This is... This is That's what I was in for a second there, Rob, too. Like, wait a second. A couple times? Yeah. This, <laughs> I know. Huh? It, hey, the Spice Girls were hot. Um, but it was all done. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse that. It was all. It was. It was super tongue in cheek. The movie didn't take itself too seriously. So I think oh, it's one yeah. of those things. If you think, if you thought, you you got what you paid for. You knew it was going to be a shit movie because yeah. you're, yeah. you're you're hearing their music. If you're a fan, and that's right. pretty much what. It all is. right, I'll give you. I'll I'll let you slide on that one then. Yeah. We've got to be getting closer. <clears throat> 2003. I'm losing my voice again. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2003. The Room. What the heck is The Room? Uh, the story of how the room came to be immortalized in the 2017 comedy comedy disaster artist. Oh, never mind. I don't even know what it is. Who was in it? I'm not so, either. Uh, Tommy, 2003. Tommy Buizu, Greg, something. A bunch of people I don't actually know. Wow. So you want? So here's the. That's got to be. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me a second. Let me see if uh, IMDb. This will has got to be really close to the end of twenty. Twenty movies already, right? So, oh, so Johnny is a successful bank uh, executive who lived quietly in San Francisco down uh, townhouse with his fiance Lisa. One day, putting aside any sculptures, any scruples, <laughs> she seduces Johnny's best friend Mark. From there, nothing will be the same again. It sounds like a bad plot to a uh, soap opera. Yeah, all right. So that that's a good reason why that's in there. How about 2006, The Wicker Man? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Wicker Man was terrible. I never saw it. I vaguely remember that movie. Um, How do you not see Wicker Man? I don't remember seeing it. Wow, that's, a, okay. that's the Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas I, w- I would say I have selective taste, but I, I can't say that. Has been seen Spice way. Girl. We're getting closer. Twenty ten. That's a horror movie. That's probably why. Bird medic, shock and terror. But repeat that. Bird medic. Bird medic. Bird medic. I think you had a stroke there for a second. Bird medic, shock and terror. Well, obviously that's a bad one. If you can't, if you can't even pronounce it. Yes, to say if you can't pronounce it, that's how good of a movie it was. I was watching. The guy was in Shawshank Redemption. Um, the, the, Tim the, Robbins? No, 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 no. Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. He was talking on a Graham Norton show talking about <clears throat> Shawshank Re- 
Redem- uh, Redemption did not do well in the movie theaters. Yeah. And he said the reason why is because if you can't pronounce the name <laughs> of the movie, it's not going to go well in the movie theaters. Do you know why it made money, though? <clears throat> why, why it became a cult classic? Because Turner, uh, Turner, Turner channels were playing it every, th- you know, yeah. like every third hour. Actually, it was a good movie. <laughs> it is. So, or it is a good movie. <laughs> it was a good movie. All right, here we go. Last one, 2013. I guess this list didn't go very far. <clears throat> Sharknado. That was pretty bad. But, yeah, but you that know, was done I bad on purpose. I tried to watch Sharknado because, it, you know, it's like a cult classic and right. everything. I just did not get past the first 10 minutes. I wasn't far behind you. I, yeah, like I got 10 minutes in and I maybe even less. And I just shut it off. I'm like, I'm done. I bet if you were slightly intoxicated or heavily intoxicated, <laughs> it might be fun. Yeah, but, or, you know, in the world of B-movies, this was a D-movie. And I even then, you couldn't. Yeah. You probably fall asleep. But anyway, so that's the 20 best bad movies of all times, according to some place. Best bad movies? Best bad yeah, movies, yeah. The best bad so movies. If she wasn't a woman, Dolly Parton says she would have been a drag queen. <laughs> Dolly Parton. By the way, this is from Edge Media Network. I have no idea if this is true, but I got a good that's chuckle funny. at work. Dolly like Parton admits that if she weren't a woman, she would have been a drag queen. In the conversation about girl power in the music industry from the recent Unearthed interview on WWNO's American Routes in 2000, Parton discussed girl power and country music and ended with that clincher. Asked if she ever, she asked, uh, asked, gee, thanks, website, for just doing a freaking pop-up right in the middle of the funny thing, and then you just kind of (laughs) kill it. Asked if she was intended to make a statement for women in country music or did just kind of happen. She said, well, it's always kind of served me well being a girl. I guess I always knew how to talk to men, how to be with men, how to deal with men, because I have my father and I have six brothers. So I know the true nature of men. <laughs> hmm. But, but I, I, I thought that was hilarious because it's the greatest headline I've seen involving Dolly Parton that didn't involve her chest. <laughs> So, uh, well, okay. I mean, that's, um, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Well, I just I mean, wonder like if her and RuPaul would be friends, if that's, you know, if she was a drag queen, I don't know if they are friends. They probably are actually. Probably. Yeah. Who knows? Very strange things happen. So this is from James, just real quick on Collider.com. Ron Perlman reveals Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was set in Mussolini's Italy. But apparently it's, I don't, they don't mention the release date, but it's supposed to release on Netflix. Hmm. I know it's a movie James hmm. has been talking about for a while. So now, is it still in the works? Because he just put out Nightmare Alley. So, I mean. So Ron Perlman recently. Been in the, so Ron Perlman recently been sent. in the works for what, like 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Ron Perlman recently uh, in, uh, sat down with Inverse to discuss Nightmare Alley and has shared about the upcoming adapt- adaptation, including his role in the film and its, been setting, and its setting, which looks to be taking a more, uh, more personal and historic approach to the well-known fable. Perlman, who plays the name I can't pronounce, the father of Italy, who is pro-fascist, he attempts to uh, allure Poca- Pocahontas. Pinocchio. Uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> I swear, officer, only had two drinks yeah. to the countries that cause coming. So it looks like it's either in the works or still going to be filmed or in the can. 
Uh, as of now, the 2022 will bring forth two Pinocchio films with Disney set to release a live action for Disney. The project will yada, yada, yada. So it sounds like it's still it, it's still going to happen, which is surprising considering I remember hearing about this when we started Real hmm. Flex Reviews. Yeah, I don't know. Very yeah. interesting. I guess you'll find out when it finally gets released. Of course, with COVID. Yeah, I do want to check out Nightmare Alley. That one looks pretty good, but I just, I mean. And now you're saying Ron Perlman is in Pinocchio or he was in Nightmare Alley? Both. That's what I'm confused. He's, He's in, in both. both. Okay. Let's be both. honest. Huh. Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman doesn't know how to say no, which, by the way, for his credit, it, it's not a bad thing. Guy's got to be, make a living, man. Yeah. Well, he was in Sons of Anarchy for eight seasons. He's, he needs something that's not, he needs, now he needs uh, regular work. Now he's not making TV money. Uh, <clears throat> I get. I guess you, you get used to spending a million a month. It was probably his, it was yeah. probably his On divorce cigar. that... His divorce probably <laughs> killed him. He probably had to uh, slow down his smoking. Yeah, probably, huh? Just on cigars. Yeah. So let's, uh, actually, we're going to take a break real quick Uh-oh. so we can get to the, the, the listicle for Melanie. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick <clears throat> up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And just for you... For all you audience members out there wondering, that is not me making those creaking noises on the chair. That's either Rob or John. Just putting that out there. It's not Rob either. It's it's me. The chair's rather squeaky, but... (laughs) Before I was rudely interrupted, we need to be I want you to do me a favor. Go to when you purchase anything from audacity.com, I want you to type in MADTRIO, all one word, all caps, for 10% off your final order, which means you can actually buy two packs, get a good chunk off change off, and then give one to a friend. And make sure you tell them the MADTRIO sent you. And now we can continue talking about the squeaking. <laughs> or not. Or not. So you know what well, I'm going to do? I'm going to keep... The big list I was going to make for Melanie for next week. And this week, I got another one, though, just for two, two things. One is the headline reads that Chipotle, Chipotle, everybody knows Chipotle. Chipotle. Takes, yeah. Takes, piece of food. Takes the meat out of chorizo. What? Yeah. How do you do that, James? They take the meat out or pick the meat out? No, they, they, Chipotle is saying that they're removing meat out of chorizo. Um, now what I would assume they were doing is they're replacing it with some type of bean. Yeah. So they're going, they're taking the meat out and they're putting in some kind of plant-based food in its place. Like Taco Bell. I'm thinking they're doing like something like replacing it with like some mashed bean that they add or something like that. I don't know. That doesn't. I mean, if that's the only way they could really do it or some type of soy. Can they really call it chorizo, though? I mean, let's face it. That's no. just well, look, fake chorizo. Well, it's, it's, well, white people will say yes. Every Mexican what? every Mexican I know is going to about, you know, is going to flip. Or Latino. So I, I guess Chipotle offers a, a number of plant-based spiced tofu type of things in their menu. Have not eaten in, in, in a, ch- a Chipotle for a decade. I have no idea. You See, know, the funniest so. thing about in our area, I don't understand why anybody would eat at Chipotle because there's like 25 Mexican restaurants that are really good in our area. And half of them are authentic. Yeah. So, no, I don't know. Well, okay. Now, everyone complains about... Because we know, talked about Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> yeah, we Taco were just... Bell. Yeah. Now, when I, eat, when I eat Chipotle, 
that's when I'm running to the bathroom. So, yeah, well, they did have a listeria problem for quite a while, so that <laughs> took them a while to clean up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. see, but Taco, Figuratively and but Taco factually. Bell has the perfect, you know, has the perfect slogan, wasn't it? South of the border or whatever it was. I mean, it, yeah, I think that's what Ding, that. I hear that bell. I think that's what they're talking about. The south of the border is the fact it goes through you. In Chipotle as white people food. I've never seen a, I've never seen anybody who's, who's I have no idea. I'll have to ask I, I'll have to ask some of my friends if they've ever eaten there. Somebody must eat there because they're still around. And yeah, well, you know, when you go by my, you see bodies in there, so there's gotta my, be something about my them. friends of Hispanic origins. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um oh nah, okay. they probably go to, you know, Fresh Max or right. the uh Carnival Carnival the Taco Rio. And yeah. Foresto and Little Tijuana, and then there's another one over but across the street from Bel Air that's like a Mexican market and restaurant. Like I said, they're all over the place, and most of them are really are, are really pretty good. good. Yeah, apparently the Matrix, yeah. the new Matrix movie, did so bad. I read it, uh, a quote that said, "This will be the last." So, and having I, watched it this New Year's Eve, I watched the new Matrix movie. You poor unfortunate soul. We had some friends over and wanted something to do, and I thought, "Hey, great idea! Let's watch the new Matrix." So and you, you, you know, you could have done a fondue pot. You could have played I know, cheesy. I know we probably could have, because the fact is, well, first of all, you have to think back, because there, there's no trying to catch you back up of what took place 20 years ago. So, in honest to God, I forgot a lot of it, and the friends we were with totally forgot it because they couldn't understand anything. And then I'm trying to explain part of it, and then, anyway, long story short. Not very good, unfortunately, because I'm a big Keanu Reeves. Okay, yeah. Is that so, so I, I, I did want to add. Well, hold on. Just, I want to say about it before John goes on his. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I just I, terrible movie rant. I just no, this uh, wasn't a rant. I was just say there was only one Wachowski involved in this. Oh, okay. So, so there's only half a good movie. So that was to say that was the only thing I said. This wasn't All right. both of them. Go ahead, James. Um, is that the beginning? The first hour of it, I think you have to think is that it's self-aware that it's not going to be a great movie and the fact that Keanu Reeves was looped into doing it to just make it a Matrix movie. Now, that being said, I still thought it was a fun movie if you don't take it seriously. So, was If you it- just think of it as a reboot that they kind of forced it and that's kind of the joke about the whole thing is that in the first half of the movie you kind of see Keanu Reeves being like well they're making me make this game even though I don't want to Mm -hmm. and in the sense of they're making me do this movie because they're wanting to reboot this shit for no apparent reason so, and that's what I thought was pretty funny about it. And then once you get that in your head, it, it kind of becomes a fun movie. So I'm a huge fan and of then, Sorry. And then the fact that, I mean, they didn't have the original characters for a lot of it. I mean, the original right, actors, not right. characters. They do have the original characters. Well, unquote. They got the two. They, they didn't have it. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. No. Right? So he wasn't in it because there was another guy it was, playing Morpheus. It was, yeah. it, was, it was Trinity <clears throat> and um, Neo were the only people Correct. who originally, at least right. from the trailer I saw. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Wachowskis. I love their version of um, Speed Racer. They've done a lot of movies that I like. As soon as I saw they were doing this, the second and third one movies were awful. Mm. 
Um, so it sounds like they're kind of tongue-in-cheek on this one. Did they take themselves serious, James, or was this as tongue-in-cheek as I you? I didn't think they did. And it was basically Keanu Reeves playing a serious comedy <sighs> role. Uh, see, uh, so maybe kinda... they should have put that disclaimer in the first part of the movie saying, hey, this is <laughs> this is Keanu Reeves playing a comedy you role. Know, if you pay attention to the lines that Keanu Reeves was throwing out, you would have caught it because uh, it, it's basically like he's just complaining and bitching about having to do this. And and so, John, you haven't seen it, but they refer to the Matrix movies as games. So Keanu Reeves is basically right, uh, Neo basically made all of his memories of his battles in the first three Matrixes as video games. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Not movies, but video, <laughs> video games. games. And so then when you realize that, then you realize all the jokes he's making about being forced to make a new game and trying to come up with it as him basically saying, well, shit, they're making me do this. Movie. So this sounds more <laughs> like in the vein of Ghostbusters where they took it serious, but it was a comedy. Yeah. See, now I can, now James makes me kind of want to see it because it sounds hilarious. Because when I first saw it, being a fan of the Wachowskis and, and, and just, it's just like, and hating the second Matrix movie, the second, third Matrix movies, it's just like, I couldn't see this. However, you know, one of my favorite times in theaters has I been watching watch, the Matrix movies. I had to watch the, the second and third one multiple times to get any enjoyment out of them. Although, I mean, I still, I still get no... I mean, a nine-minute death scene. I'm never going to get over that. Hmm. So, anyway. Favorite moment in cinema um, ever. I think that if you watch the second <clears throat> and third one a few times, you kind of <clears throat> get to understand where the Wachowskis were going from, uh, going for them. I still stand by the first one as probably one of the best uh, movies made. Not saying it's like perfect movie it's nowhere near blazing saddles but i mean i still stand by it as one of the best movies ever made because it's a trip if you really think about some of the things they say and they introduce into that movie world and it was revolutionary so i mean that that's not forget no, yeah. that not only for the facts but the type of storytelling they were doing it it was i mean stuff like that's been an anime for for prior to that but doing it live action that that was that was a brilliant movie um, yeah, so in this one, I think it's a fun one. I still don't, I mean, they left it open to make more, which is terrible. So I ba so I read yeah. that yeah. They, they, they're not going to do anymore because I guess it just was so bad that they decided not to do it again. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's, a, it's all right with me. So that, of course, this is not real yeah. folks review, so we'll move along. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had something I was going to bring up. Right. So have you heard of, let me put the lady's name, Miriam Elizabeth Rodriguez Martinez. Now that is a mouthful. I didn't even know name, that yeah. one. There's a lot of vowels. Yeah. So this lady from San Fernando, from, from San Fernando, sorry, I was reading. Was San Fernando Valley. forgot how to pronounce the second part. So San Fernando Tamalupas. Obviously, you know, South America. Um, she tracked down 10 gang members who were involved in her, her daughter's murder. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. And turned over some to the police. And, yeah, she went on a personal vendetta 
of three years tracking down different gang members in these cartels to get their to get vengeance for her daughter's murder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this woman is badass. No what, kidding. Damn how gutsy, man. What gang was Gangster, it? Uh, let me pull it up. The Zeta Cartel. Whoa. Yeah, she tracked these guys down and got a, I don't know if it was a Mexican police officer. Hold on, I'm trying to find out where it said that in the article. I read it earlier. Um, where does it go? Talk about having brass anyway. balls. Yeah. Or so, ovaries in her yeah, case. He ended up being shot to death, but um, she got 10 of these guys and got them all put behind bars. Yeah. Wow. Changed her hair color, her appearance, and went on this whole vengeance <clears throat> and found her. She was shot dead on Mother's Day 12 times. <clears throat> I guess she really pissed them off. I guess so. She seemed like she was pissed <clears throat> off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, oh. I'm sorry to hear that happen to her, but good on her for uh, you what know, she did. Good on her for going after these yeah. guys. Like, you're going to fucking kill my daughter. I'm going to find you and you are going to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I was, I was kind of hoping it would hand, it would end like the Rambo, the last Rambo movie, but you know, it's probably better that she didn't go all buck crazy and kill a bunch of cartel <laughs> members. Um, oh, anyway, so good, good for her. That's so, amazing. Yeah. You know, anyway, yeah. so, all right, so here we go. I've got my, I've got, uh, well. You can't disappoint Melanie. you got to do a list. I, I have 10, actually, maybe if I keep reading 14 things, but uh, 10 good uses for salt. Now, you know, we all like to put salt on most of our foods, and it brings out the flavor, and we can't live without salt. We need to have it. It's healthy for us. As long as we don't go overboard, you know, we have to have salt, and uh, so it's a good thing. But there's 10 other uses for salt than just throwing it on your food. Did you know that you can deter ants by sprinkling salt across the areas where they, they come and move across? If you put salt there, they won't cross it. Now, you'd have to circle your whole house completely with about two feet of salt to stop them from coming in. But, hey, you know, that's one idea. So the doorways and windowsills, maybe. uh, So all my friends who claims to be Wiccans, that's what really they were doing with all that salt. They were trying to keep ants out. That's right. (laughs) Not trying to do witchcraft. You know, you kill grass and weeds from growing in the cracks of your driveway by, uh, you know, sprinkling salt. You know that. Yeah. So you sprinkle salt on the grass and pour very hot water over the salt on the grass, and it becomes a very highly effective way to kill um, weeds or unwanted plants. I actually knew that from high school history or middle school when they talk about what Rome did to somebody. Huh. Well, okay. So I know you have problems with fleas, John. So you could say goodbye to fleas. If your dog has fleas, simply wash the, the wash their dog houses and blankets in salt water. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a good one. How about if you if you drop an egg on the floor? If you drop an egg on the I kitchen floor, sprinkle salt on the mess and leave it for about 20 minutes. You're able to wipe it right up. Now, why you can't wipe it up anyway, I don't understand, but that's what... Oh, salt is a disinfectant. They used to salt the tables back in the day. Well, yeah, true, true, but I don't think that's why they're doing it here. Maybe, I don't know. It's not that's exactly, a, it doesn't exactly absorb shit. Clean up oven spills quickly. I guess if you're hey, if a pie... Uh, John's salt does absorb shit. <laughs> it does absorb shit, literally. Not that, but not table salt. Not like that. That's what you know. If you use rock salt, it does, but it yeah. wouldn't. 
It's salt salt. I didn't know salt if you used it in a, in a large quantity will absorb moisture and yeah. pull out you, things like that. It sounds like it's a really uh, really good waste of salt if you're going to you know pour enough to cover an egg. Yeah. Fortunately, we're not running out of salt anytime soon. So. That you know of. <laughs> clean, clean, clean up oven spills quickly. If a pie or casserole that, you know, we are, we are, all of us, the three of us here know that we're cooking all the time. Bubbles, bubbles over in the oven. Yeah, Pour I, a handful of salt on top of the spill. It won't smoke, smell, and most importantly, will bake into a crust that makes the mess easier to clean once it's cooled. Hey, I cook a lot. I just oh, use paper right. towels. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you cook a lot of pies. I know that. <laughs> all right, every you know off your. Uh, so all three of us probably use an iron every day. You know, we, we're busily ironing our clothes, yeah, that, right? That, that's it. I want, I want. <laughs> Simply sprinkle salt on a sheet of waxed paper, slide the iron across it and rub lightly with silver polish. Why, why do you need salt if you're going to use silver polish? I, this list is weird anyway. <laughs> Wait, silver polish on, for clothing? For your iron. I'm to, confused. To make the face of your iron nice, nice and shiny and smooth, oh, okay. see? <laughs> yeah. You, you use silver polish on your clothes. Like, when you're trying to put in that crease you know into the, those pair of slacks. The last time you... I used the iron, mom did it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's be that honest. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you know, I'm just reading the list here. It's just, uh, okay. You can remove stains from your coffee pot. This is an old restaurant trick that I, I know James knows. Quarter cup of yeah. salt. Uh, table salt with dozens of ice cubes and you run it around on those glass coffee pot things all the time that we used to do that it cleans really well actually yeah. If, yeah. if yeah i don't know if they now now they have all those cleaning tablets and everything so i'm not sure that you need them as much but salt works fine now here's one that we can all use keep your windshield frost free dip a sponge in the salt water and rub it on the windows and they won't frost up even when the mercury drops below zero now the salt's not very good on your car in the long run, but heck, you know your windshield, it, it won't get frosted up. This, dumb, this list, where did I get this? <laughs> hey, don't don't look at me. So here's another one. You didn't get it you, from you, my eyes. Boy, I'm gonna question where I. Oh, I know exactly where I got this. I read where the source was. It was the Salt Institute. <laughs> anyway, you're getting awfully salty. On I this know. She's. Shell nuts more easily. Soak pecans and walnuts in salt water for a few hours before shelling them. Hmm. Doing so will make it easier to remove the, the meat and also give you a nice salty taste to your nuts. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's oh, what she said. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Drip-proof oh, candles. <laughs> we need that drum. Uh, you can make drip-proof candles. Yeah, you know, soak new candles and strong salt solutions for a few hours, then dry them well, and they won't drip. Well, you're thinking about what other things you can use for salt. Just listen to this. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. I got, uh, even though it's a top 10 list, I actually have four more things we can end on, and one of them is actually very good, so... Uh, tame a wild barbecue. So, you know, flames, one of the best things on, on, uh, if you get a flame either in a pot or a pan or on your barbecue to put out that doesn't ruin, uh, you know, the barbecue. If you, you know, hit it with a fire extinguisher or something in your kitchen, it's pretty much ruined. You got to take it's salt. Salt works really well as knocking out those flames. Baking soda. Yeah. Baking and Pabst Blue Ribbon. It all works. <laughs> it all works. Uh, smooth the bee sting. Yeah, with the sting right away and cover it with salt. 
That sounds. They say it works. Sounds like it would hurt. Grease fire, yeah. And uh, cooking tip is soup or a stew is too sweet. Add a pinch of salt, which I'm going to put in anyway. But anyway, thank you to the Salt Institute. They're probably saying you can put salt in anything on anything for anything. So that's the the new phrase for the Salt Institute. Do you have a relative you need to preserve? Use salt. (laughs) Hey, you know, the Egyptians did. And so you can certainly it'll work. <laughs> is your aunt a little too fresh? <laughs> so another thing is beginning to smell. Yeah. So <laughs> <Use> no <another> salt. <laughs> salt cured. That's right. And if you, you know, get your clothes wet in salt, yeah. salt water, they won't dry. <laughs> Never mind. That's an inside joke. So another thing from interesting engineering, and this is something I've been I've been waiting for actually to, to see an actual study. Scientists have officially confirmed the benefits of MDMA and PTSD treatment, otherwise known to all you party people's ecstasy and molly. For people with post-traumatic stress disorder, recalling memories of physical or sexual assault, combat, or disaster-related events can be in, can induce intense, 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 intense anxiety or panic attacks, uh, as well as debilitating flashbacks. In the U.S., 7% of the people suffer from uh, PTSD and lose average about four working days each month. Whoa. So uh, in other words, if you get <clears throat> high or <laughs> so M- MDMA it. is an active ingredient in the illicit street drug. Da, 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 da. So ecstasy, right? Yeah. Ecstasy and Molly. So this is a new thing. They're finding out that, uh, now they're doing ketamine treatments, yeah. uh, that that's supposed to help people with, uh, with PTSD and depression, I've heard um, uh, not acid, but other things like some hallucinogens have been helping. So that's just another thing to find these saying, finding out that some of these harder street drugs actually have a beneficial purpose. Um, They've been saying that about uh, wild mushrooms or psilocybin for a while now that it also helps with certain things. But Ron, uh, Ron White quit drinking um, (laughs) and just started taking psilocybin. Yeah, no, he he did some, I I forgot what it's called, but he did some sort of like hallucinogen treatment you know like mm. like he drank huh. it and you're seeing all sorts of crazy shit there's a joe rogan podcast where he talks about it and it i guess it helped him just quit drinking entirely oh good on Ron. Um, is he as funny i don't know that's I, a good question it might ruin his comic call career. peter salad and find out <laughs> so in an mda okay. assisted psycho uh, psychotherapy sessions patients take mdma as a pill upon entering a psychiatrist's office and then work with a team of therapists who help them divulge traumatic events or discuss aspects of these events over the course of several hours. Oh, that makes sense. So basically what it does is it releases the hormones or chemicals in the brain. I don't remember which. So that, that probably trigger mechanism is probably making a much more enjoyable experience instead of bringing up all those bad memories. Hmm. Joyal. I don't know that I'd use that word, but it's probably a lot better than you, you know, you're talking about some sort of PTSD. It, It probably makes it at least a little bit more enjoyable than having anxiety attacks. Because that makes sense. Maybe it's less traumatic. I would. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm guessing here. I do know that overuse of MDMA can majorly affect the brain. From I've watched a bunch of uh, back in the mid '90s or mid '90s, late '90s. There was a couple of documentaries about ravers and what it actually it actually puts holes in the brain if you use mm-hmm. it too much because it's releasing serotonin. I think so. That's what it does. Sure. But I, I, I saw that the other day and I was like, oh, this is interesting. We got to talk about that because, you know, they're, they're starting to have um, all sorts of stuff now that uh, alternative treatments for, for things. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, if it's helpful and it works, it's perfectly fine. I think there's a number of things that probably have been banned or outlawed at one time because it was misused or not used in a proper manner that could be found to be useful now. So there's yeah, no I mean, reason why it couldn't be. Look at uh, like the 60s. Smoking weed was a felony. Now, you know, now it's pretty much legal in most states. Hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, the first head of the elite SEAL Team 6 has died. I don't know if he, I wrote, I remember listening to one, I think he wrote a bunch of books. And mm -hmm. I remember as a kid listening to the audio book and my, my dad was amazed at the amount of cussing per sentence. Yeah. Yeah. What was that book? I forgot. Anyway. It was a rogue warrior. Okay. Cause I, I, I remember thinking, uh, listening to it later on <laughs> in life that the guy punctuates each sentence with a curse word. Yeah. It and was, it was amazing for the amount of cuss words per sentence. It's funny that one of the joke about with all the special, uh, Horses operators nowadays is the joke of, of SEALs and SEAL Team 6, you know. They're not necessarily the most elite out of the group, and it seems like every one of them wants to write a book. And, you know, the rest of the operators and just go, it's not happening. So the, the guy who allegedly killed Bin Laden, I've heard, I've heard, and I don't know how much is true, I've heard he's not really well-liked in the, in the SEALs, because I guess there was an interview with a SEAL who said... Uh, he said, yeah, that the secret to the seals is we're not supposed to say shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, we exist, but you don't know what we did. Anyway, that's just something I read recently. I don't know. I think that's hilarious. So after four years of near silence, one of London's most famous landmarks rang out just in time to mark the new year. Does everybody know what that is? Big, Big ben. ben. Yeah. So the iconic clock tower near the River Thames rang in the new year with all of its dials and display. It's the first major event where the clock face has been on display since the tower began lengthy repairs in 2017. Four years ago, the tower began the most costly repairs in its 160-year history with a price tag of about $107 million. During repairs, the crews found extensive damage to the clock from the Nazi bombing campaign in World War II. Will you stop that? <laughs> Adding more time and money to the project. So, we, that, so yeah, Big but, Ben is back. A price tag of $100 million, I, $107 million. That's still, so what? I mean, that's... It's probably double in, a, in U.S. money, but relatively speaking, no, fixing it's seventy nine pounds or well, yeah. Oh, okay. Or euros, but uh, that's actually not a bad price tag for when well, you're talking about something. It's a historical landmark. Well, maybe that's why it took four years. They hired a couple of guys off the street and they just took a while to learn the whole thing. I don't, a, oh, where do you find some? Hey, I need a big man repair man. Did you, you know, they, they, dial they, them up or something? They, they hired a couple of guys from Jersey. Hey, I'm working here. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's. That would be funny if if they hired some Americans to work and fix Big Ben. It, that would be pretty funny. They, they were probably <laughs> they were probably scabs because they couldn't allow the you know, <laughs> having union clock, issues. Clock specialists. I need a clock specialist. Can you look them up? Mm. Oh, so I saw this ad today, and I don't know when this is, but it's from probably the fifties. Keep baby safe with a lullaby baby car hammock. Safe, most comfort car bed ever made. Fits any uh, hard top car, one minute installation. For $6.95, and it's literally of a picture of a baby going from uh, from like door to door, uh, a hammock door to door, and the baby's in it. So imagine this is swinging. <laughs> of course. Well, that, you know, that was back in the day with the airbag was your dad's hand, if he loved you. Or your mom's. True. Yeah. If, I if, if they the back of the hand too. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> James is familiar with the back of the hand. The back of the hand. Um, this is <laughs> this is kind of the 
lightning round, and I thought this was interesting. Netflix will be required to stream to stream twenty state TV channels in the Russia. In Russia. So but what it is is Putin went to Reed Hastings and said, "If you want to be in the Russia, you will do this." Probably. Mm. You know, you look at some. Uh, you know, I I have this thing for lists, and I just there's another one. It's just. This, these are the worst movies of all time. They start at 100. And I got to tell you, it's very strange. Can you do the top 10? Yeah, let's see. Top 10. I could do, let's see real quick. I mean, it seems to be a movie night tonight. So we'll start uh, We'll start at the uh, back 100. So in 2011, there was a movie called A Love Affair of Sorts. <laughs> Director was David Guy Levy. Hmm. Which went, and I guess it fits for me. It's it went straight to aluminum. <laughs> it did. And then in 2013, a movie called The Moment. I, okay, let's see. Are these supposed to be released to theaters or VHS? No, well, these are supposedly, I don't know. Uh, 2012, The Cold Light of Day. I've heard of that oh, one. that is a uh, ba -ba -ba Sigourney Weaver, Bruce Willis movie. Must have been really bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Really bad. That's that's hilarious. Uh, I mean, you know, how do you go wrong with this? Keep doing alien movies, right? Uh, why why do a movie so bad that with the both of them are? Well, <laughs> she's total failure. She's dead. Oh, well, well, unless you count Aliens Four, and then you could do a, a fifth movie. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So she's now a human alien hybrid. Which, by the way, Bush made illegal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 2014, The Dark House. I don't know. The uh, dark house yeah 2011 passion play now that looks like a porn movie <laughs> debbie bill gives murray. it one thumb oh, up oh no bill murray mickey rourke megan fox wow it sounds like an awful movie let's be honest no wonder huh well mickey rourke doesn't look anything like mickey rourke used to what a shame debbie gives it one thumbs up max Steele. you ever heard of that 2016 it's a kid movie yep Right. It's, 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 it's a kid's cartoon. Uh, kids live action is based off a cartoon. Okay. So automatically make it bad. Uh, 2010 brothers justice. And uh, looks like a uh, Dak Shepard's in it. David Paul. Is it a Western? Yeah, exactly. It's a Western. Um, 92 beneath the darkness from 2012. Jeez. Yeah. I can see why these are all considered the hundred worst movies. <laughs> Why you looked at my horse, funny stranger. Here's 2011. Big Mamas, like father, like son. Oh, okay. Oh, Martin Lawrence movie. Yeah, that answers that. Uh, Getaway, 2013. Courtney Solomon was the director. Ay, ay, ay. What was the last, who was in the last one? Oh, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Well, the one with the, the uh, Big Mama one was uh, Martin Lawrence. Uh, We're the wrong audience for that. Yeah, no kidding. Um, 2016, God's Not Dead. Oh, Christian movie. That's a, that answers that. No wonder. <laughs> Kevin Sarbo was in that movie. Oh. Um, uh, Kevin Sarbo and the guy who played Superman. Uh, I don't remember his in the 90s. Um, Christian movies. No. Melissa Joan Hart, Robin Givens, Ernie Hudson. That's who's in it, John. So you that's got the wrong so, cast. So that no, that's God not dead too. Two, you got it. You're right. Why would you know that? That's a shame, John. 
No, because A, I, I, I know Christian movies because they're all awful and God's Not Dead <laughs> was the first, the first one was the first Christian movie that was actually pretty good. By the oh. way, you, the first one had uh, Dean Cain, Kevin Sarbo, um, and there's a really famous band, the, the, the former, one of the former singers of DC Talk, and I don't mm. remember their name at the moment. We'll do a couple more and we can wrap this show up. That one's for Shark Knight 3D, 2011. Yeah, okay. And then Martyrs from 2016. I don't even want to look at that one. Uh, that's what she said. Okay. All right. Well, gee, that was just, they're absolutely right. These are definitely in the top 100 of the worst. The fact is a Christian movie in 100 of the worst and it was God's Not Dead 2, really? You guys have so many other Christian movies to pick from that are so crappy. You picked that? <laughs> There's one with Steve Sting Borden that's awful, which, by the way, owns the Sting trademark. Oh. Not the singer, a wrestler. Do you ever see the 2014 oh. movie with uh, Robin Williams called The Angriest Man in Brooklyn? <clears throat> No, I didn't either. That's in it, which is unusual for Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, towards the end of his life, if that's when it was, he was had. So I was might have been. I don't know. I remember reading he was getting a, he was having a hard time getting roles. So it may be why he was becoming a little bit more adventurous because he just wasn't getting picked. I know that's why his TV show was. He was upset that his TV show got canceled. I think mm. he prayed a preacher or something. I don't know. I'm not going to go back and look. The Clapper, 2018. Okay, that was obviously a failed comedy. Okay, well, with that, you can wrap the show up, John. <laughs> Come on, you got to do one more. That's that's one more. One more. Let me find one. Uh, You've got to wrap the. Make it a good one. Or, make it a good or, one. Or a bad all one. right, all right, all right. Who do we? No, 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 no. Three beats. Da, 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 da. Accidental love from 2015. Uh, real quick. Uh, you put me under pressure now, buddy. Okay, here we go. 2012, <laughs> Assassin's Bullet. Well, at least it's a descriptive of the movie, hopefully, of what it's about, hopefully. Um, so I don't wait. know. It's supposed to be a combination of the Bourne Tanken and the Bond franchise that obviously failed. Anyway, with Christian Slater, that answers that. <laughs> wait, Christian Slater's in a movie? <laughs> um, wow. Whoa. Go um, figure. Now, the last movie I saw him in was uh, a long time ago. Yeah, that's the name of a movie. No, oh, um, I can't remember is. what it was. Uh, I don't remember what the movies. What was from the eighties? So, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Go to O D D A S S I T Y. That's Audacity. That's our sponsor. Real Flix Reviews. Use Mad Trio, all one word, all caps, for ten percent off your final order. Don't forget to tell all your friends about the Mad Trio and our badass sponsors, Audacity. So, do us a favor. Check them out. Also, go to uh, Mad themadtrio.com you can follow us and we're all on a bunch of social media feeds so ladies and gentlemen for the california pariah the fat man the old guy as always thank you for listening goodbye, goodbye.